0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Well, this morning we are continuing our series on what it means to be the church, how to be the church and uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've been learning about what that means. So we looked a couple of weeks ago about uh, searching boldly and that uh, to be the church, we are to search boldly for God's truth in everything that we do. And then last week, we learned about connecting honestly, that we're not doing this uh, church thing alone. We're not little islands. We're meant to connect with one another and do the journey together. Now, today, we're going to continue this Idea of what it means to be in the church, and we're going to learn about what it means to serve humbly. Serve humbly. So, if you've grown up in the church, you've probably heard it before that you should serve, and you should serve because Jesus served, and you got to follow Jesus's example. And so, we we see lots of examples in Scripture where Jesus serves. We have the story of him washing his disciples' feet. Uh, we have stories like. Uh, Jesus healing uh, people who are blind or leprous or or whatever. And Jesus is serving people. And so if you've grown up in the church, you've heard it said that, well, Jesus served, therefore we should serve. We need to follow Jesus' example. And that's true, and that's good, but it's sometimes incomplete because it doesn't answer the real question of why. Why should we follow Jesus' example? Example, why should we serve like Jesus served? And when we don't know the answer to that question, we'll make serving all about ourselves. And so we'll make it all about our own conveniences or we'll make it uh, about our own self-glory. And so when we make the reason we serve about us, even though we might be serving to follow Jesus's example, if our reason why is incorrect or incomplete, then we'll end up making it about ourselves. And when we do that, we start to make excuses. We'll say, well, I'd love to serve, but I'm too busy. I'd love to serve, but I have nothing to give. I'd love to serve, but I don't think I'm talented enough. I'd love to serve, but I'm just really tired and feeling burnt out. I'd love to serve, but I'm not like the pastor of the church or like that ministry leader over there. I'd love to serve, but I'm not really gifted for it, I don't think. I'd love to serve, but I don't think anyone really needs me. I would just be in the way, and I'm not really needed. And so we'll make excuses like this when our purpose for serving is about ourselves, about our conveniences, or about our own uh, ability to get recognition or attention. But this is not why Jesus served. And so we have to ask, why Why did Jesus serve? If we're meant to follow after Jesus and be like Jesus and serve like Jesus, then we have to do it for the same reasons why. Why did Jesus serve? Here's what it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let's look again at Luke chapter 19, verse 10. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And then again, if we look at Philippians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 6, we see, I gotta flip to it. Give me one sec. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 6, it says, Jesus, being in the very nature with God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we have here three different verses that give us the reason why Jesus served. Jesus was desperate to save lost people. He came to seek and to save what was lost and he did it as we read in Philippians. He did it with uh, the attitude of humility and so Jesus didn't make serving about him. It wasn't about him. It was about reaching lost people and so that's the reason why Jesus serves. It's not about him. It's about other people. And that has to be the reason that we serve as well. It's not about us. God has put us here to serve and not to be served and to seek and save those who are lost and do it through a spirit or attitude of humility. It's, you see, it's not about how talented or untalented you are. It's not about how much attention you can get from other people. It's not about being like anybody else in the church. It's not about some sense of duty. It's not about fitting in and feeling like you belong. It's not about living your best life. It's about giving to other people who are lost. It's about them. It's about your kids, your coworkers, your spouse, your neighbors, their spiritual lives... Are at stake their eternities are at stake you see we all are born lost fallen from God and those of us who have already made that decision to follow Jesus know that we are benefactors and recipients of the life to come in a in an eternity in heaven with Jesus and so there are people in our lives, in our communities, in our families who are lost, and Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. And he has put us here for the same reason, to serve them so that they may make the same decision to follow him and be saved. It's not about us. God has put us here to be to serve, not to be served and do it through a spirit or attitude of humility. Now, if you're listening, maybe by now you feel convinced and you're like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to do it for the same, or for the right reasons and with the right attitude. I want to see lost people come to know Jesus and be saved. Okay, you're bought in. Great. Now, some of you, maybe you feel like, I'm not so sure. I'm still stuck in making excuses and, making it about myself and I just don't know and and maybe your excuse is you just you just don't think you're cut out for it well let me give you a couple of examples of how this might work and, and maybe you'll get bought in by the end of this so if I take a hammer and ask you what is it made for you would tell me it's used for driving nails right or if I took a mixer and I held it up and I asked you, what is this for? You'd say, well, it's for mixing, obviously, it's in the name. And so, bacon cakes and pies and all kinds of good stuff. You use a mixer to mix ingredients. You wouldn't take a hammer and try to mix some elements in a bowl. That wouldn't work out very well. And you wouldn't use a mixer to try and bang in nails to build a house. That wouldn't work very well either. And so, we know that every object, every tool, everything in our kitchens, in our garages, Every single thing that is man-made has a design and a purpose. Hammers for hammering nails, mixers for mixing ingredients. These are objects and tools that have an intended purpose and design by the person who built it. And here's the thing. You and I are created in the image of God. We were created by God to serve. You and I are built for serving. We're built for this. And so if you're thinking you're not cut out for it, if you're thinking you're not gifted enough, not talented enough, and whatever excuse it is that you're using, you need to know that when you make excuses, you're saying to God that your design and intended purpose for my life is not enough. It's insufficient. And you spit in God's face by saying that you are not enough or not cut out for serving. God has made you for that very purpose. Serving is not about us. God has put us here to serve because he has designed us to serve. And we are to do that through an attitude of humility so that others may be saved. And so you might be asking, well, what does this look like practically? What are some things that I can be doing to make sure that I'm doing this serving thing properly and what are some practical things I can do well it might look like going the extra mile for your very ungrateful boss at work some of you maybe have that and you might think "Ah, my boss doesn't deserve, deserve to be served do it anyway it might look like putting up with rude And stupid people. (laughs) We've all dealt with rude and stupid people at some point in our life. Maybe they cut you off in traffic, maybe you get in an argument in the parking lot. Uh, We've all dealt with rudeness from people, and you know what? We serve them anyway. It might look like giving away the shoes that are on your feet to a homeless person you meet on the street that same day. Someone in our church did that recently, and kudos to them and that's that's brave and that's difficult maybe but honestly serve those who are in need. It might look like mowing the lawn of your neighbor who is uh, disabled and in uh, unable to do that or shoveling their driveway putting on their winter tires for them because we we're all in the midst of winter now and all that's coming up. It might mean or look like saying kind words to your spouse or to your children even when you feel like they don't deserve it and you would much rather just yell and scream and maybe even use profanity. Give kind words, speak kind words to your spouse or kids. Help someone. Help others. Help your neighbors even if you're someone who is in need of help, give help to others. It might look like reaching out to people who are lonely, who are shut in, who are in need of encouragement, and maybe you yourself, you're struggling with loneliness too, but you still got to serve, you still got to reach out and do that. Serve your customers, serve your co-workers, serve your family, serve your spouse, serve your neighbors, serve those who you think don't Deserve to be served. It doesn't matter if you're talented or untalented. It doesn't matter if you'll get recognition. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to the faith. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just serve the people around you. Why? Because it's not about us. God has made us and put us here to serve, not to be served, so that other people who are lost may be found. And so if you're at home or at work, look around and notice the people around you. Make it your mission to serve them. Find out what their needs are and pray that God would give you opportunities to serve those people. One last thing for practical Uh, advice of what you can do one way you can also serve is by volunteering in a ministry at our church at awc and you might be wondering how to get involved with that well you have lots and lots of options and lots of different people you can talk to we have 10 different ministry departments and 10 different ministry uh, leaders who lead those departments and if you're like feeling god calling you to serve in any one of those departments you need to go and speak to that appropriate person And so, I'm going to just give you what those options are real quick so that you can go and have those conversations at a later date. If you feel like God has called you to be serving in youth ministry, you need to come talk to me, Pastor Brad, and I will get you plugged into youth ministry. If you feel like God is calling you to serve in children's ministry, you need to go talk to Debbie Allen and have that conversation with her. If you're feeling like God has called you to serve in outreach, then you need to go talk to Aaron Richards. And have that conversation with with her if you feel like God has called you to serve in missions both local or global you need to go talk to Joey Dunsmore and have that conversation with him if you feel like God has called you and designed you to be serving in our seniors ministry well then you need to go talk to Sharon Taylor and have that conversation if you feel like God has called you and designed you to be serving in community care you need to go talk to Pastor Cheryl about that. If God has uh, gifted you to be really good at uh, craftsmanship and construction and fixing things, uh, then you need to go talk to Dwayne York about serving on our building team. If you feel like God has gifted you to be a teacher, uh, to teach the word of God in a small group setting, then you need to go talk to Evan, Pastor Evan, about that. And if you feel uh, like God has called you to serve on our First Impressions team, then you need to go talk to Annette O'Keefe and have that conversation with her. I believe that's all our departments. I hope I didn't leave any out, but I don't think I did. So, there's lots of options, lots of ways you can serve and volunteer in a ministry at AWC. I didn't want this whole message to be strictly about serving at the church because we're meant to serve both in our church, in our community, in our family because God has put us here to serve and to do it through a spirit of humility. And so my prayer for you is that uh, you will take these steps and begin serving wherever it is that God is calling you and uh, that those who are lost may be found by Christ as you serve them with a spirit of humility. When you get home, I want you to take a whiteboard marker and just write the word serve uh, either on your bathroom mirror or kitchen window or wherever you're going to look to remind you to be serving. Why? Because it's not about us. God has put us here to serve, not to be served, to seek those who are lost and do it through humility. God bless and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.